particularly when we first started with the NMN, there was a lot of testing that we did of products that are available online. We found that like nine out of 10 didn't have what they said they had, and many of them didn't have any NMN in whatsoever. Welcome to the Seamland Podcast. I'm your host, Seamland, and today our guest is Alan Graves. Alan is the CEO of DoNotAge.org that provides research-backed supplements for extending health span and longevity. DoNotAge offers the most cutting-edge longevity supplements for commercial use, such as NMN, spermidine, resveratrol, and calcium alpha-ketoglutarate. Their products are pure and third-party tested, so you know exactly what you're getting and how much. Head over to DoNotAge.org and use the code SIM, S-I-I-M, for a 10% discount. Alan, welcome to the show. Hi, Sim. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, good to have you on the podcast. And I've been like, I feel like with your company, maybe I don't know how long, maybe like a year, up to, up to a year, like now. And uh, yeah, yeah, really enjoying the products. Uh, but maybe let's start with some of your background. Like, how did you get into longevity and um, you know, starting uh, DNA, do not age? Yeah, so I think you can't really talk about health without talking about longevity. And health is, you know, should be everyone's number one focus because that's all we really have. Um, and then in terms of do not age, it started out of frustration um, and just developed from there. So there's a couple of different types of frustration. Um, there's the researcher side. Researchers are always looking for more support, more funding. Um, and then there's the consumer side. And they're looking for advice uh, on what products to take, what lifestyle changes to make, as well as they're looking for a source of those ingredients that they can actually trust. You know, the product has what it says it has inside of it. Mm. Um, and so that's basically where Do Not Age came from. Um, we fill that gap. So we create a consumer product, consumer buys that product. We can then use those funds um, to help support research, which then advances the science of longevity. Uh, and off the back of that research, we try and create a consumer product. And that kind of keeps it going until hopefully one day we solve aging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a pretty uh, hefty goal. Um, but you do also have like, a pretty good uh, team of advisors and, uh, and uh, yeah, like uh, people who help you to do the research or um, gather the research. Uh, but how do you, let's say, decide which molecule to pursue or which supplement to pursue? Like, what is the criteria for, let's say, starting to make a spermidine supplement or NMN supplement, for example? Yeah, so there's there's a few different facets that come into it. Um, now that we have so many Do Not Age members, we obviously, we make sure it's a two-way street. So we do listen to our audience as well. Um, you know, if we start to get thousands of messages every month about a certain molecule, we, we might start a conversation our end. Um, obviously, we speak to the researchers. Uh, you mentioned our board of advisors, we have some great people on there, but we also have a much larger network that are unofficially helping us. One of the good things about this arena is most of the scientists are very uh, happy to discuss their work, very happy to help you, you know, give you an hour of their time on, on a call. Um, so yeah, we, we're very lucky in that regard. Um, so yeah, we'll look at the research, we'll speak to the advisors. Um, and then of course, it comes down to uh, boiling it down saying, right, we think this product might have XYZ effect. Uh, and then we put that into testing. Um, and then once we're happy with it, that's when it becomes a consumer product. Mm. What was the like first first uh, supplements that was really like exciting or the ones that you developed? Um, so we started with NMN, resveratrol, and berberine. They were like the first three ingredients that we had. It feel, I mean, it was two and a half years ago, but it feels about twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And what was the reason, like, for that? Why choosing those? Um, so originally, I think it was because, you know, there's quite a lot of hype about metformin at the moment, it, um, or there, there was, and obviously metformin is a prescription drug, so we can't, we wouldn't be able to provide that. And there's a lot of people in a lot of countries that can't get hold of it. So berberine seems like the next best thing, um, the natural alternative, uh, and we find it works really, really well. 
as for NMN, um, I mean, just seeing what it did in the original trials back when they were just using mice was just incredible. And now we're in a position where we get to see that data um, transpiring into humans. So it's really exciting. It was definitely a good choice. I actually think people will look back on Dr. David Sinclair very fondly in the future. Um, so yeah, that's that's why we chose those. Um, and yeah, they're still all all those are still going strong. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, like I do agree that the berberine is kind of a more natural, better alternative to metformin and uh, with less side effects. And yeah. it's not like like you know most people don't need to take metformin unless they have like diabetes. And uh, whereas like berber berberine can be like a good supplement for you know lowering blood sugar and improving insulin sensitivity and having also like some longevity benefits on like these AMPK, these path, different pathways in the body that also help with, you know, autology and those kind of things. So I think, yeah, like a bourbon is probably like a good uh, thing to, I, I consume it uh, regularly. Um, at least like if I'm eating like a higher carb meal or on some days, if I'm, you know, trying to, you know, push or push my body in some direction, namely towards like yeah. towards these longevity pathways and such. Um, I actually think I actually think berberine is going to increase even further in popularity um, yeah. because as technology works its way into the health space um, a lot more, we're seeing a lot more people using continuous glucose monitors, mm. um, and the difference you can see when you use a you know really high purity berberine, taking even just one capsule before each meal, that huge spike that you get from the monitor is just you know, sometimes it's halved, which is a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then NMN, obviously, there's like a, a lot of controversy between uh, like which is better, like NMN or nicotinamide like riboside. Um, but I personally think like both work probably, both like uh, will raise your NAD levels. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, we do NAD testing. So we know, we know that both do work. Um, we also now provide NR as well for those that, that do want it. Um, I personally have stuck with NMN because it's working really well for me. But yeah, they both raise NAD levels. Um, I'm a, I, I personally prefer NMN, but I, I see the argument case for both. And there is more published research in humans in NR just because of Chromadex. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's also something that in the future can change. Uh, so who mm. knows? Uh, which ones uh, do you think, uh, out of all the supplements that uh, Do Not Age provides, which one do you think is like the best or, um, or um, let's say, or mo most researched benefits? Uh, which one is the most, let's say, um, yeah, has been proven to have the most benefit for humans? Yeah, I mean, if you're going with published studies, then that's in humans. Um, then there'll be, you know, obviously we have the vitamin D, vitamin K, magnesium blended product. Obviously, that's been very well studied that you need all three of those um, together. In terms of the NAD boosters, as we mentioned, it would be NR. But for me, I use the aggregated data that we get back from either our NAD testing kits, our biological age kits, um, and feedback as well. You know, So uh, to give you one example, something we're seeing that we didn't expect to see is people telling us that they have their eyes tested you know once you hit 40 in a lot of western countries you get your eyes tested at least once a year um and that that's when your eyesight starts to decline and we're seeing that people taking nmn have been going to the optometrist for say four years and and their eyesight is declining at a normal rate they start taking nmn and then it starts to go the other way mm. and some people have even got all the way back to 2020 vision now this isn't a you know, scientific study, but when you, you're giving this ingredient to tens of thousands of people and you're seeing the same thing over and over again in all different countries, it shows you that there's there's definitely a theme there. Um, so NMN, I think, is very powerful. But the question you asked was, which one's the best? So CERT6 activator, I think, because, again, I think that even more so than NMN, that's the one we get the most the best feedback about in terms of how it's changes people's lives in a relatively short space of time. Mm, gotcha. Uh, before uh, to ask about Cert6, uh, like uh, I remember this uh, Sinclair study as well that he did on mice. 
where he uh, actually uh, with NMN they like reversed blindness in the, in those mice, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> goes to show like how uh, you know impactful NMN or this NAD boosting can be. Like the NAD is just involved with so many things in the body, and with age, then you know the whole hallmarks of aging are caused by low low levels of or yeah. declining levels of NAD, and just you know raising your NAD levels back up again can be like at least at least you know what. The, what it could be agreed upon is that it does increase like health span, which means like you're just, you're not going to be like this yeah, health, healthy, I, health, healthy years in your life. Uh, you know, is it going to make you live longer? That's yeah. like a different story, but uh, it does at least well, like, improve like metabolic markers and uh, those kind of things. Yeah. And I think that our, the do, not, the do not age mission is to extend healthy lifespan for as many people as possible. So that's why we try and keep the costs down in terms of the price to the consumer. So for as many people as possible, we don't want to, make it so that only rich people can afford these things. Um, and the extended healthy lifespan bit, there's no point living to 120 if you're going to have 30 years of pain. Um, yeah. So it's, it's about making, we would rather increase the health span first and then worry about the lifespan. We do think it's going to have enough on effect on lifespan anyway, but we concentrate on the health span. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and uh, the search six. So maybe I maybe like explain like what is the search six and how does it work? Yeah, so I'm assuming your audience already knows, you know, about sirtuins and what they are. We call sirtuin six the longevity sirtuin because it's the one that's most heavily correlated with living longer for healthier, uh, living healthier for longer. Sorry, <laughs> um, and our lead researcher, Professor Vera Gorbanova, she runs her own uh, aging research center in America, Gorbanova Aging Research Center. Um, we basically work together to look for a natural product that could activate CERT6 in humans. Um, and it's, it's a very difficult product to procure, but we've managed to do it finally. Um, and it's, it's derived from seaweed. Uh, the problem we had was the seaweed's called Fucus vesiculosus, but not all strains of that product, um, of that seaweed activate CERT6. In fact, some of them actually inhibited CERT6. Mm. So, what we have, so what we have to do is get samples from all over the world. I think the current batch is from just off the Mexican coast. Um, and then we send those to Vera's lab and her team will test them all to see if any of them are suitable. And if none of them are suitable, we have to wait for the next harvest or we have to go elsewhere to try and find uh, the product so it's very difficult to procure uh, but eventually once we find one that is a hit and is a very strong activator of sirtuin 6 then we harvest all that seaweed turn it into cert 6 activator the uh, consumer product mm, gotcha and so what how does the uh, cert 6 work then like uh, what is the reason why it has this uh, benefit on longevity um well it's i mean the main thing i think is repairing dna um, as with all things, there are still some questions that we don't know. What we do know is the correlation is between activating CERT6 and being healthy and living longer. Um, when, you, when we looked at centenarians and supercentenarians, they have a very active CERT6. Um, it has a key role in reducing inflammation. Uh, and as I said earlier, as well as repairing DNA. So it's definitely, you can see where it gets its name, the longevity sirtuin. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Right. Uh, so why do, let's say, these uh, centenarians have higher levels of CERT6? Um, like, what is the reason? They're obviously, they're not taking the CERT6 activator. <laughs> so why, why, do they, why, do, why do they have, like, higher levels of CERT6? Um, well, we don't, well, we don't know. Um, I mean, it's obviously one came before the other. So that they had yeah. high levels of CERT6, and that's why they became centenarians and supercentenarians. Okay. Um, and that's why that's one of the one of the pieces of data um, that we use to uh, come to the decisions uh, in do not age. Mm -hmm. Is there there is like also a, like a link between NAD and uh, sirtuins? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all sirtuins are NAD dependent. Interestingly, CERT6 is the least NAD dependent sirtuin. Um, but all of, if you don't have enough NAD then you will struggle with the activity of your sirtuins anyway. So that's why NMN and CERT6 activator work so well together. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So ideally, it would be better to take 
let's say NMN with Certix, then. Yeah, that's right. So everything we provide is intended to be used together in a in a regime. So like mm. when we when we're going through the testing process, we always test everything in humans before it comes out onto the market. Um, what we'll do is we'll use some people that are already taking the rest of the protocol and then add that product to that protocol to ensure there's no contraindications and things like that. So there's no negative effects. Mm -hmm. But if you had to choose, like which one would be more? If you had to only choose one, like uh, either NMN or uh, some six. <laughs> that is a very good question. They're both. Um... NMN, NMN is more upstream and that's what we tend to go for. But like I say, from based on the aggregated data feedback from our members, I would have to go with Cert6. Okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> Very difficult question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah, like, yeah, look, a lot of people just want the, um, you know, minimal effective thing uh, or the most important thing, then, then they're not really focused yeah, on other things, but yeah. Um, with with like with the um, NMN, I also um, know that you actually need to take it with uh, some methyl donors because uh, if you take it alone, then it does like make you excrete some methyl donors. Like so, you would need to take the NMN with like trimethylglycine or um, you know regular glycine or uh, some other uh, methyl donor like P12 or. Yeah, that's right. So we we chose trimethylglycine TMG. Um, it's a lower cost. Uh, it also helps to protect the liver. So it has its own benefits as well as being a methyl donor. Um, but that, that, that you can get enough methyls from um, your diet and from other supplements. That's just down to personal choice. Most people choose to take TMG with NMN uh, for the ease. Mm, yeah, but if, you're, but if you're taking it like while fasting, then you would need to take yes. the uh, TMG with the uh, NMN. And I do think like the best time to take the NMN is like in the morning from the uh, circadian, oh, yeah. circadian rhythm side uh, because yeah exactly yeah like the recycling of NAD and production is also like circadian rhythm dependent so it's the morning is the best to take yes it. yeah and TMG also has like uh, benefits on like lowering homocysteine which uh, is a, like a cardiovascular disease risk factor so mm. yeah I, I'm a fan of uh, TMG itself <laughs> alone and uh, regular guys yeah I, as think, well. I, I think when you when it comes to bang for your buck as they say like uh, it packs a lot of punch for saying it's you know an $18 product mm -hmm. yeah another like a really popular supplement recently has been like uh, spermidine uh, mm. so maybe talk about that like why would people be interested in that <laughs> yeah so again there's a lot of data showing uh, high correlation between all-cause mortality and spermidine intake. Um, I think this, there's a study I looked at recently and it was uh, less than nine milligrams of spermidine a day on average would give you uh, a certain lifespan. And then there was nine to 11 milligrams was, and they lived a little bit longer. And then again, and again, um, mm. and then, Another study a couple of years later was done um, on sort of mental acuity, um, you know, neurodegeneration. And again, the, the correlation was shown between higher spermidine intake and uh, better brain function protection. So spermidine is actually really well studied. If anyone mm. wants to go have a look at all the links, it's um, do not age.org slash science. Uh, if you want to go and have a look at everything there. And I think that's why it's getting excited. People are getting excited about it. Uh, it's why we introduced it. Um, and again, we are also seeing some good feedback, but it's only been on the market for a few months uh, from ourselves. But uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely an exciting one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very like, the one, the study that you mentioned, uh, the mortality study that we found that the people who ate over 11 uh, milligrams of uh, spermidine per day, then uh, their uh, mortality was up like 30% uh, lower compared to those who eat uh, less uh, than that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. it was pretty, pretty substantial, I think. Um, and yeah. it, so it's one of those things where you see that kind of data, it's going to make you open your eyes, right? Mm. Yeah. Obviously, you can get a lot of sperm in you from uh, some dietary foods as well, uh, like mushrooms and uh, natto and um, wheat germ and 
some HG cheese actually has a lot. Uh, so it's possible to get yeah. it from diet, but it's, you know, you know, depends yeah, on you know, how much you're eating those foods. Exactly. And, and the reality is that people aren't going to eat enough every day. We would definitely recommend that you try and get as much spermidine as you can from your diet, as well as the supplementation. Um, particularly things like mushrooms and natta, like you mentioned, they are healthy foods, um, as well as spermidine, they have other health benefits. So that we, we always definitely recommend, you know, supplements are there to supplement that healthy lifestyle. They're not there to replace it. Mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, and your spermidine is like this autology booster, essentially, that most of the health benefits are thought to come from this increased level of basal autology. And obviously, you can also just boost that with some lifestyle activities like exercise and calorie restriction and fasting. But uh, yeah, yeah, like it's sometimes it's hard to let's say to uh, adhere to those uh, from like the like you and I maybe can do it uh, very easily. Like the listeners, most of them got also like into it. But let's say like your aunt or grandma <laughs> probably isn't really willing to do those kinds of things a lot. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that the the problem with um, the autophagy is to activate it to the kind of levels that we see with spermidine, you would need to do extended fasts, you know, more than 24 hours, maybe even about 48 hours. And like you said, if you, you know, if I asked my auntie to go and do one of those, she'd say, you must be crazy. I'd die without food within 24 hours, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's why we provide it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, what about calcium alpha ketoglutarate? That's also, um, I think, you know, the biggest, you know, <clears throat> at least like from the actual human study, then uh, like last year, there was this big study that found, not big, but they found this, that the calcium alpha ketoglutarate supplementation reduced biological age by like eight years, <laughs> which is like a huge, uh, you know, huge headline. Yeah. Uh, but It is. Uh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad the headline was there and, you know, I'm glad it's been brought attention to, you know, the ultimate molecule AKG, but it is a little bit sensationalist. Um, For sure. the, the test, the test kits they used weren't particularly accurate ones in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, we know that calcium alpha ketoglutarate does have benefits. Uh, it does help with biomarkers. Um, it also can help with energy as well, because obviously AKG's role in the Krebs cycle um but yeah i think the important thing to remember you know what the reason why we provide the caakg in its own product is that it shouldn't be taken at the same time as other products um so it can be taken in the same regime just you know might want to leave it five minutes before you take your next supplement because it can be contraindicated with certain other ingredients that's why caakg is best not to be put in a mixed product mm -hmm. um but i think the human data was good to have because after we, we'd already had a lot of my, uh, rodent data with CAAKG and we could see that the fur had regrown. We could see that it was darker. We could see the improvements on the frailty index, you know, grip strength, uh, gait, etc. Um, so it was nice to have a little bit of human data as well to back that up. And I'm sure there'll be more in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like in mice, it extended life up to like 40% or uh, something like that so um it is yeah like uh has been had like longevity benefits uh, before that as well and with the like dna methylation just yeah like depends on the test but i think it's also like pretty sensitive to you know you it's not you you could still die like even if your biological age is reduced it's just that the uh looks at the kind of health of your of your body almost like what is the state of your body if you uh measure its biological age in that particular moment and that that study yeah. lasted for like seven months and they saw like eight years reduction. Uh, so it is, you know, you can change your biological age, quote unquote, quite rapidly, even as that study showed, like even within seven months, you can drastically change your biological age as if it looked like. Yeah, and they're, they're good indicators as well, aren't they? They're good to help people track their progress and make sure that they are heading in the right direction. Because a lot of the times it's a bit of self-experimentation as people come into this. And they're not sure if they're doing the right thing. That's why we provide the bioage kits, the NAD test kits, et cetera, um, to give people tangible results so that they can, you know, they, they can have a bit more control over what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Have you taken that DNA methylation test or the biological age test? 
Not recently, no. Um, I I tend to stick with the NAD test kit now. Um, okay. I, t- I still I still take that relatively regularly, probably once every six months now. I used to do it more often. Um, but yeah, focusing on keeping those NAD levels nice and high. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. What is the NAD test kit? Like, uh, actually, your company, as I know, is the only you know commercial company that offers NAD testing at home. So um, yeah, can yeah, you so talk about it? We were- well, we were the first ones to bring NAD testing kits, uh, at, at home NAD test kits to anywhere in the world, um, which obviously we're quite proud of pioneering that. Um, I think there are a couple of others that are doing it now, but it's basically a little pinprick. So pop it into your finger. Um, the blood drops onto a, a filter paper. Then as the blood dries, we, there's like a, a small, some, some small liquid that we provide you. Uh, it's like a fixing buffer. So you drop that fixing buffer onto the blood and it sort of preserves it so that it's then dried so it can be mailed around the world without an issue. Um, so it's it's just a dry blood spot. And then when it gets to the laboratory, they then put more liquid on it, which then allows them to read the NAD level as it was at the time that you took that pinprick. Mm. Yeah, I have taken it myself as well. And uh, my NAD levels were in the green zone, <laughs> so elevated, uh, which, which was good. Well, that's a good thing, seeing as you're taking our products. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. It can also be, yeah, like I think, you know, when we talk about the things that, sub, that lower NAD levels, like then it's going to be inflammation and oxygen stress and sleep deprivation, or uh, maybe even like too much exercise can also do it because like uh, high intensity I say training or mu- this maximum near maximum muscle contraction is actually deplete any levels acutely, whereas like cardio uh, boosts it. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's say if you're training hard, super hard, going heavy in the gym, and then your any levels may actually be, you know, lower because of that, because of the higher amounts of inflammation and oxidative stress, and and uh, that also may explain like you know when people overtrain, they feel like super tired, such that their any levels are low. Uh, but it doesn't mean, yeah. that, but it also means that you can just you know recover from that and you may not necessarily want to like overtrain chronically it's not going to be like the beneficial for aging because you are you know depleting your energy those are the minds yeah definitely i think there is there is definitely a lot of people that overtrain but i think because of the general state of the world health at the moment yeah <laughs> um it's not a, it's not a major concern of ours we're, we're more interested in getting people moving more than less but i understand obviously some of your um some of your viewers will probably be on the cusp of overtraining so yeah i get it yeah that's that's correct um where do you source your supplements from then like um you'd have to talk about the details about maybe like uh like the third party testing and um you know how do people yep. know where, where what are they getting or where, where do they get it from yeah so we, we we do manufacture in the uk we have a plant here um but the raw ingredients themselves are sourced from all over the world i think uh, mentioned earlier the cert six activator at the minute is from just off the mexican coast from the current batch um then you've got things like nmn which is so the raw ingredient for nmn is made in china uh for, for any nmn in the world the, 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 it's all made in china um that is then shipped to us um in the uk where we manufacture it into a uh, consumer product whether that be the powder the capsules whatever it may be um and then from there we then send it to America to be tested um, to kind of prove that it can travel well. Um, and that's why we offer the Do Not Age Quality Guarantee. Uh, essentially, that just means that your product purity from whatever you buy from us is guaranteed to your door, wherever you live in the world. Because we're global, you know, we can't just be guaranteeing it to people that live in the UK. Because what if you live in Australia? What if you live in America? You know, so... Um, Wherever you live in the world, the Do Not Age Quality Guarantee covers you. Uh, and we do that by um, rigorous testing processes. Right. That's, uh, I actually remembered at Chromatex, they did like this, um, basically they looked at the amount of NMN in these uh, most commercial uh, Amazon products uh, that uh, offer NMN. And uh, most of them actually had, like 64% of them had almost no NMN at all inside them 
uh, or like fairly detectable amounts. Um, whereas your, they didn't have like your brand specifically, but they actually used uh, the mm. same uh, where you source yours from exactly. the same. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that actually was the best or one of the top two or one to one one to two top spots. Yeah. I, I mean, I could have. Yeah, we could have told you that because obviously part of what we do is we have to stay on top of what else is in the market. And one of the key pillars of what Do Not Age stands for is we won't launch a product unless it's going to be the best on the market. Simple as that. Um, because if you're not going to be the best and improve people's lives more than what's already available, then why are you doing it, right? So, you know, we like to stay on top of that kind of thing. And particularly when we first started with the NMN, we there was a lot of testing that we did of products that are available online and you know our figures were a lot worse than the was it 64 percent or something you said um yeah I, we found that like nine out of ten didn't have what they said they had um and many of them didn't have any nmn in whatsoever um so yeah it was pretty pretty disgusting to be honest but you know we're at the time we were very angry and we were like trying to shout from the rooftops, but now we just think it's how it is. We're not going to be able to change it. All we can do is keep improving ourselves and hopefully people follow suit. Yeah, yeah. Like I think, yeah, it just goes back to educating the consumer and um, teaching them, you know, what to look out for when it comes to products. Like uh, if, the, if the company doesn't have their own third-party tests on their website or you know they don't actually yeah show the evidence that they do contain those uh, ingredients then uh, it's kind of like yeah it's kind of suspicious so you'd much better off yeah like uh if you want to get especially spending like some good money on those uh nmn for example then uh, you would want to know uh, that it does actually have thing that you're taking yeah so unfortunately the purity testing certificates you see on a lot of websites now don't actually match up to what the product that you receive in the mail um so i don't know if they're doctoring certificates whether they're changing you know uh because there's things online now where you can change pdfs and stuff like that so i don't know how they're doing it but there are a lot of websites doing that so now purity testing has even been kind of ruined mm. um, i mean we have we have like a 50 point checklist to look out for, for, for various different red flags but i think the easiest way to overcome it is just to stick to um you know manufacturers that are legitimate um i mean you mentioned chromadex earlier there's one that you know they're legitimate obviously you've got ourselves do not age um i think sticking to the big names like that is probably one of the safest routes and the other way if you've got the funds for it is when you've bought a product just get it tested you know it's mm. a few hundred dollars um and if it puts you it gives you peace of mind then why not mm -hmm. gotcha what are the main uh the red flags that you mentioned but maybe a few of them the top ones to look out for um i mean there's so many <laughs> uh i think some of the use of wording um and again these are just these are just things that we've picked up along the way so like we have a, our NMN is called pure NMN. It's a descriptive word, two descriptive words about what it is. You'll get some that will say things like super high potency mm. and stuff like that, or um, ultra high uh, purity. And those kind of words are more hyperbole than actually meaning anything. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the other ones? I can't think of the other words now. Uh, oh, that was it. Um, pharmaceutical grade NMN. That was uh, okay. that was one that used to make me laugh. And then, and then, obviously, because some of these websites, you know, they're just basically marketing companies, right? Mm -hmm. Some of these websites use those terms. Then every now and then, we'll get an email. Is your NMN pharmaceutical grade? And it's like <laughs> there's no there's no pharmaceutical grade. Yeah. It's either pure or it's impure. Like it's it's really simple. So, um, so I think that's one of the big ones. Um, what are the others? Um, look for the team behind it. You know, I am not really uh, too good at being camera facing, but I'm the CEO of a global health organization. So I have to come out, do these interviews and um, 
try and talk to people as best I can. And I, I do that to the best of my ability. Um, we've got officers full of people. We've got a CEO, we've got advisors, you know, we're a real organization. Try and try and work that out if you can as well, because if there's no faces on the website, if there's nobody you can get in touch with, if they don't have a physical location, then what they're probably doing is getting it from somewhere cheap, like already packaged. So whether that's China or India or whatever it may be, where mm. the where the the testing facility, the testing requirements for finished goods are a, a lot lower than they would be in like the UK or the US. Um, having it sent to a warehouse that ships out for them. So usually it's going to be like a one person operation and they're not a real health organization. They're just a, basically a reseller. Yeah. Um, I think they're two of the big ones. Like I say, there's absolutely loads, but um, what's, I'll give you one more if I can. Um, Google their address. So most, first of all, if they don't have an address on their website, then that's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then the, yeah, if they do have a website, just copy it and paste it into Google. And you'll see with most of the illegitimate ones, the ones you want to avoid, they will have registered their company at one of these places where you can buy an address for like 50 pounds a month or whatever. Mm. Um, so it looks like they've got a business address, but when you look at it, they don't have a physical location there. Mm. Um, so that what they're trying to do is pull the wool over people's eyes and get them to believe they're bigger than they are. Um, so yeah, there's there's three I can think of off the top of my head, but there is a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And also like if they if they have like a team of advisors with actual legitimate scientists at such. Uh, that's a lot of good sign. <laughs> if you don't yeah, have, if yeah, you don't have anything of like that, then uh, then there's just you know something to make a quick buck or whatever. And I think that advisors that you want to make sure they're legitimate as well, because you know we've got three doctors, but one of them is a working medical doctor. One of them has his doctorate in something that's unrelated, but he helps us. He's a he's a longevity enthusiast, and the other one is obviously Professor Vera Gorbanova, who's you know. Um, a huge name in the industry um, but a lot of people now are starting to cotton on to this advisory board thing they're not actually using their board for any advice or involving them in the business um, and they're just putting them up there as a picture and a name um, mm. when you get to the bigger names like your David Sinclair's and your Vera Gorbanovas that tends to not be the case so if, if they have a big name that will probably probably uh mean that it's more of a genuine company mm -hmm. yeah but even then like people use sinclair's name for example to uh, put their own their on their website uh, without sinclair knowing it or <laughs> so, yeah. and the also... thing is because there's so many you know so many popping up every day now i mean how 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 do you stay on top of it and how do you we had it we, we've had it for a long time people would copy our product people would try mm. and make websites that looked like ours yeah so we've had it before where the um people were copying our website and then directing traffic to the copied website using ads or whatever it was um and then trying to get people to spend money and that money wouldn't go to do an age it would go to this scam website um and then nobody would ever get their products or they would get like a fake product um so yeah we have it as well and what can you do about it you know there's no um, there's no internet police you can moan to unfortunately um i mean the one thing i would say is you know david sinclair if anyone's unsure he's not behind any nad boosting supplement companies officially um and so if you do see his name and his face being used probably best to you know on their website that's saying he's an advisor or saying that he supports them it's probably not true mm -hmm. um and for as far as do not age goes if you want to make sure you're on the right website it's do not age.org so mm. <laughs> remember remember that because i think we had someone once bought like dot de or something i can't remember what it was now but it was dot something else and yeah so you just got to be uh, super careful because there's a lot of dodgy people on the internet <laughs> yeah and uh the correct websites you should have the uh, security certificate as well the, lock, the kind of lock icon on the uh par the yeah. uh, website bar um 
All right, let's talk about more of the supplements again. So what is, you know, what is the general protocol for some of these uh, bigger uh, compounds? Like let's say NMN, like what's the recommended protocol for taking that? So most people start with one gram a day. Uh, that's taken with water first thing in the morning um, because of, as we spoke about earlier, the NAD levels matching with circadian rhythm. Um, and you can then kind of alter your dose as you go along, if you wish, by taking an NAD test kit to let you know, let's say you take NMN one gram a day for a month, then take one of the NAD test kits and you'll see what your NAD level is on one gram a day. And you may wish to increase, you may wish to decrease, you may wish to keep it the same. Um, and it's not as related purely to age as you might think. I take two grams a day, but, and that's where, that's what gets my NAD level to where I want it to be. Um, but, you know, we have some members in their sixties that are a lot older than I am that take one gram a day and that gets their NAD level to the right place. So, you know, each individual body is different um, and that's why we offer the testing facilities. But the short answer to your question is one gram a day with water first thing in the morning. Gotcha. Um, so six, what about that? So CERT-6 is a split dosage and it's before meals. So how much you take of CERT-6 depends on how much you weigh. Um, and the, you know, the, the cheat sheet for that is on the product page. I can't remember it off the top of my head, um, but it's a split dosage. So let's say you're, you need four capsules of CERT-6 every day, then you would take two of those before uh, lunch or two of those before your evening meal. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Uh, what's the reason for taking it uh, with food? Um, it's just it's just how we found it to be um, absorbed best, and it's also trying to be. We have to also be wary of lifestyles and what our audience is gonna is gonna be doing. So we know that people, the vast majority of our members, intermittent fast now. Mm. Um, so we need to be clear about when they're taking things to fit in with their lifestyle as well. Um, because, you know, if we say, because if we have people taking it when they're fasting and the supplements end up breaking the fast, that's not what we want because, you know, this is derived from seaweed, so it could be classed as a food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it has like a bit of calorie content or. Yeah. A very small, but yeah, still, you know. Gotcha. Uh, what do you think that? Spermidine. Um, spermidine is after a meal. So, I mean, I mean, when I say after a meal, I'm talking directly after. So I take two, two capsules a day uh, and I just take that after my lunch. So I'll be having it in about half an hour. Mm. I'm, I personally think maybe like uh, from the autophagy side, then like getting that spermidine like either before bed or in the morning uh, can be good. Uh, yeah, and look, you know, we what we provide is a guideline. If people yeah. want to take take things at, at their own uh, at their own regime, they can do that. And what we actually recommend is that you get into a routine that is what works for you, because as a general rule, the most important thing is that the products are ingested each mm. day, rather than when it is, what it is, how it is. Um, obviously, some of them are a bit different. So the ones that require fat to be absorbed, they have to be taken with a meal. Otherwise, it does mess things up. Um, but for things like NMN, for example, if you wanted to move that around and change it to suit your how you live your life, then please go ahead and do that. We just provide guidelines to help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The reason I, I would I, I personally would take it in the... Uh before bed would be to because they most the autophagy also happens in uh, sleep so uh, maybe getting like some increase in autophagy before yeah. that uh, can be maybe better but obviously i don't i don't know there's no studies on that uh, just my opinion um calcium alpha ketoglutarate yep so again we go for a split dosage uh, it doesn't last very long in the body um that's why i mentioned earlier you know leave it five minutes before you take anything else after it um but yeah, so we tend to say 12 hours apart. But again, you know, if you want to make that six, it's not the end of the world. Uh, but most people will take it one in the morning and then one in the evening. Uh -huh. Okay, gotcha. 
that that one particular study with the uh, eight years uh, younger, uh, they uh, took one thousand milligrams. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, well, I think one gram they took it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of amount. And what I what I did actually found out by researching the AKG was that the um, it uh, suppresses mTOR, so um, you shouldn't take it after training. You should take it like either in the morning or before training because it does suppress mTOR and uh, that's part of the like uh, life extension mechanisms that it suppresses the mTOR and uh, mTOR is needed for like, you know, muscle growth or if you're doing resistance training, that is, then you shouldn't yeah. take it after the resistance. So you can take it like after cardio, but if you're trying to build muscle or something, then it's uh, not best not taken after resistance training. Yeah, I do. I do resistance training most mornings. So I'll, I'll I normally take my CAKG before mm. um, I go to the gym. Nice. That's good. Um, a few supplements that we didn't mention before are like quercetin and fisetin, uh, which are like senolytics. So maybe explain like why, what are senolytics and uh, why would uh, um, <laughs> boost that? Yeah, I mean, I think this 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 is gets confused quite a lot. Quercetin is a mild senolytic, but quercetin is kind of like the exercise of supplements. If mm. you do it, it affect. If you take quercetin, it affects so many different longevity pathways. Um, Whereas things like NMN has a clear job to raise NAD. Fisetin, on the other hand, the other one you mentioned, is a senolytic, and that's its clear job. Its job is to clear away senescent cells. Quercetin affects lots of different longevity pathways in a in a smaller manner. Um, hopefully that makes sense. So yeah, I don't I don't think, although it does have senolytic effects, I don't think it's fair calling quercetin a senolytic. Um, and that's why I take both. Um, because fisetin is a very, very strong senolytic. <laughs> yeah, because like people think that uh, just because it's called, let's say, uh, senolytic, then it's like super, like high. There's different degrees, obviously, to it. And uh, yeah. quercetin yeah, has like other immune system benefits and uh, things like that as well. Whereas fisetin yes, exactly. yeah, can, can be like... And it, more... even quercetin even activates sirtuins as well. Oh, nice. That's interesting. Um, so what's the protocol for taking uh, those what do you think is good so I, I i take them together and that was in the middle of a meal so because they're, they're both fat soluble so oh, okay. um and i always have fat in all of my meals anyway so that's not a problem for me so i'll just stop eating halfway through um, put the capsules in the mouth swallow them down and then continue the rest of my meal um, okay. that's how i do it but you know the the guidelines we give are just with a meal some people like to empty it out empty the contents of the capsules out they're all easy open so you mm. just twist pull and you can pour them into whatever you want. Uh, some people have them in their uh, protein shakes and things like that. So gotcha. it all depends. You know, it's the dealer's choice, really. Uh, it just depends what fits in your lifestyle. Mm. You also have a new uh, product, uh, Sulfura Boost, which is on based sulforaphane. So can you talk about it? Yeah. So Sulfura Boost is um, something we've been working on for a very, very long time. Um, Obviously, I'm assuming your audience know the powers of sulforaphane, the links it has um, with uh, boosting glutathione, uh, the potential of fighting cancer. Obviously, more data is going to be needed on that. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to launch a product that gave more sulforaphane per serving than any other, made it more efficient. Um, turns out that was really, really difficult to do. Um, because the products that were already available on the market were pretty good, actually, um, from some of the bigger names. So, yeah, it took us a long time uh, and a lot of um, effort to get it ready. But finally, we have. Um, and now, yeah, the, the dosage for that is we, we recommend that's taken with a meal. Um, and again, if you can split that up, if you eat two meals a day, then that makes it uh, even more efficient. Gotcha. Nice. Um, any, like... A protocol for taking that like uh, is it some you need to take it with food or uh, when do you yeah take it? yeah so we, yeah so we recommend taking it with a meal and as i say if you um if you do have more than one meal a day i i do normally um then it's probably best to split it up and have so if you have two capsules you're going to want one with one meal and one with the next meal um some people take four capsules or four boost so you would just do two and two Mm, gotcha. How do you, uh, how would you know that the supplements are working? Like, uh, what are some of the, you know, objective uh, markers or tests to uh, see? 
Yeah, so we do the DNA methylation test um, and we partner with a, with a, a laboratory that is not, you know, it's a, it's a partner to us, but it's not part of Do Not Age. And the reason that we do that is obviously because we need to ensure that people know what we're doing is completely independent and there's no bias in any of the data. Um, so yeah, we have a biological age test, comes with a ton of different health reports. So you'll see, you'll find out lots about what's going on inside your body. Um, much of it is based on your DNA, but then of course we have the biological age result, which is epigenetic. Um, so yeah, you get like 50 health reports as well as your biological age using that. And that's a good way to track your progress to make sure you're heading in the right direction. But me personally, I'm an even bigger fan of the NAD testing kits. As I mentioned earlier, I, I stay on top of my NAD levels pretty uh, rigorously. Um, and that's because I, I think they're super important. As I told you earlier about the, um, the results that we're seeing from members that have boosted their NAD levels are just incredible. So I think when you fix that upstream problem, then that's, that's when you're going to start to see reverse reversal in age related decline. Mm. Yeah. I mean, at least it would be good to get like a baseline uh, of the NAD levels. Um, yeah. So some, some people choose to do that. Some people choose to do that. And I guess it depends how old you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're late twenties or if you're in your thirties, then you may wish to test your NAD levels before, excuse me, before you've even tried any supplements. I think once you get 40 and over, because we know that you will have, um, you know, your, your NAD levels won't be as good as they need to be by then, then you can do a baseline if you want to know, but I would actually recommend starting on the supplements first, the NAD boosting supplements first for at least a month, then testing your NAD level. Um, because the problem with getting a baseline is especially if you're above 40, your baseline is going to tell you that you're somewhere not good enough, basically. Um, as it, I mean, I'm sure there'll be an outlier somewhere, but 99% of people, what their NAD level won't be where it needs to be. Um, and then you'll, then you'll say, right, how much NMN or NR or whatever it may be, do I need to take? Mm. And you won't know the answer to that because then you'll take, you'll start taking a gram of NMN, for example, then you'll need to test again. And for me, that result is more important than the baseline. But again, we have test kits. You can use as many or as few as you choose. So yeah, it's uh, it's up to the consumer. Nice. Yeah. How, how often do you take it? <laughs> so I'm every six months um, at the moment. When I first started, I was doing it very regularly, very regularly. I would stop taking products or start taking products. I would overdose, you know, superdose on the product to see what effect it had on me use myself as a bit of a guinea pig really um mm. like i say i found my i found the range and for me it's two grams of nmn a day uh, is just right and it keeps me feeling great and gives me the energy to you know keep traveling around the world doing this job so <laughs> yeah nice and what are the other things are you doing besides supplements for longevity <laughs> like uh the fasting or exercise what are, what, are, what is your uh, routine yep. so Gym five times a week um, in the morning, usually um, try and stay active, hiking and things like that. Um, fasting depends on what I'm doing. If I'm in like a building phase at the gym, if I'm trying to put on weight, then I won't fast as much. Um, and if I'm trying to sort of shred down, then maybe I will fast a little bit more. Um, I'm always trying to improve though. There's, you know, I still struggle sometimes with stress. Stress is super super important to health um and i'm always traveling around as i mentioned with this with this position um traveling around the world so you get uh, some effects of jet lag your circadian rhythms can be messed up a little bit um sleep's disrupted so yeah i'm still uh, i'm still a work in progress but i think you know as long as you i tend to find that as long as you keep exercising, keep a positive mindset and try as much as you can to reduce the stress, then the rest of it's a lot easier once you get those basics in place. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like obviously all the supplements are great. And uh, I think that if you didn't change anything about your uh, lifestyle, like you still eat like the crappy diet and not uh, take care of your health and then you take the supplements, mm -hmm. then you actually would see like uh, some boost improvement 
in your uh, let's say overall health uh, like a very small one uh, but mm. if you it, it really compounds or it really uh, exponentially increases if you combine it with with the right lifestyle uh, so like you thought yeah, yeah. And it's exactly the same as what we were talking about earlier with like nman and cert6 activator like which one's better which one's the best they're both yeah. great but they work but you know one plus one when you take them together equals three so it's exactly the same with the lifestyle changes in terms of exercise and sleep and stress and all those things. I get it. It's a constant battle. Life is difficult, but people need to realize everybody has a choice. You either want to be healthy or you don't. And your answer to that question will determine the vast majority of your health and wellness. Um, it, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's down to personal choice. Some people are going to want to do it. Some people aren't going to want to do it. And we're not here to try and force anybody that, doesn't want to do it to do it we're here to give the information and the ingredients out to the people that do want to do it yeah nice yeah absolutely and uh yeah i mean it's a very exciting interesting um time for this research and uh we are i'd like it feels like we're still at like a pretty beginning of understanding aging and uh longevity um although there are like constantly like these new studies coming out all the time like you know whatever the calcium alpha-ketoglutarate study or um, the constant studies of NMN or whatnot. So we're still a lot, you know, needed to be learned about these things. Oh, yeah. Um, and that will never stop. So, you know, if you look at what we know now compared to what we knew just 10 years ago, which in the scheme of things isn't a lot, we are light years ahead of where we were. And in another 10 years, we're going to say exactly the same thing because of how fast that curve is growing now. We are... A small part of a, of a big ocean of what's happening in terms of longevity and thankfully now we see more and more um, vcs and, and funds putting more money into longevity because when that big you know when you start getting the billions pouring in um you know i think it's quite well uh, spoken about with uh, calico from google um uh, altos labs from jeff bezos you know when you see that kind of thing happening, that, that, that kind of money coming in, that's when you know we are on the cusp of, we're on the cusp of solving this. It might be 30 years, but then again, it might be 15 as well. Um, and until then, all we can do is our best. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, for sure. I think you, your company is, yeah, one of the few ones that I see that has like a really, um, first of all like the products are all great <laughs> like the exactly the same products that have the most you know potential uh, benefits uh, about there's no like um yeah i think they're great in terms of that and it's yeah but backed up with a good scientific advisory board and yes. uh, so yeah i'm a big uh yeah big fan of, of the uh products myself i take them myself every day as well well, um, we're fans of yours, Seam, as well, because you're putting out good information. You're doing things that we could never do. We don't have a like a marketing side, so um, we're not very good at communicating the message out to, to new people. Um, but, you know, for those that are on our email list, they get our information. So if anybody does want to find out more, just go to the website, scroll all the way to the bottom, and in the bottom left corner, there's a little box to pop, pop your email address in. Nice. Uh, well, yeah, it's been uh, great talking with you. Um, um, but before I ask my last question, uh, where can people learn more about you and uh, your work? Um, well, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, you know, you have to remember because of what we're doing, most of what we attempt to do fails. So it never sees the light of day and people don't find out about it most of the time. Um, the best way to find out about our work is to keep refreshing our products page and eventually the new ingredients will be there. Um, but seriously, if people, <clears throat> if people want to join our email list, we talk about the science there. We try and talk about, we try and keep you informed about what we're up to and the general health of the uh, longevity industry as well. So I think the best way to do it is go to the website, pop the email address in um, and we can keep you updated from there. Hmm, nice. Uh, and. Uh... My last question is, uh, what's this one piece of advice or habit that you wish you adopted sooner? Uh, that's a good question. Um, okay, so there's some obvious ones that, again, I think your audience are already going to know, so I'm not going to go and talk about those. 
I wish I'd have understood the difference between supplementation, supplements, and medicine. Um, and you know, the basics are medicine is usually for a short term, taken for a short term period. Oftentimes it's just to solve one symptom or one issue. Um, and they often come with pretty bad side effects. Um, whereas like the do not age supplements are in seen as part of people's diet. So it's, you know, as well as the whole foods, um, and they're aimed at the upstream causes of aging. Hmm. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, it was a uh, great talking with you and, uh, yeah, looking forward to your, maybe what's the next potential Michael supplement that comes out. Yep, we're always working on exciting stuff. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, Seam. Thank you very much for having me. If anyone's got any questions, they can use the contact page on the website and we'll try our best. All right. Well, I'll see you around. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.